Now they've got another shorthanded rush. Stone is in, stops, scores! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Over to the right side, sixth attacker is on. Carlson to the left, Petrangelo shoots wide, rebound, score! Chandler Stevenson ties the game. 4-4 with a minute 35 to play. Power play goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Except there's no Darren Millard or Ryan Wallace. Uh, Chris Chapman, which is not my name. My name is Lindsay Brown, but Chapman is here. And guys, not the best of news to kick off the second hour of the VGK Insider Show of all time. I'll just give it that right there because, Chapman, you have some uh, news. Yeah, uh, got got the news during the break. Um, it came down, uh, Golden Knights tweeting out, and now it's pretty much everywhere uh, that Mark Stone is going to be out indefinitely um, due to the fact that he yesterday underwent, they're calling it successful, back surgery. Um, however, like I said, he's going to be out indefinitely. They are saying brutal. They are saying that that he's expected to make a full recovery from that back surgery. Now, I want to just um, pass this on. Uh, surgery was performed in Denver, Colorado. I don't want to get this doctor's name wrong, so I'll just say uh, Doctor Chad P in Denver, Colorado. Uh, he suffered the injury on January twelfth and began rehab. Immediately or shortly thereafter, however, he suffered a setback in that rehab, and it was determined that surgery was the best course of action. So, Lindsay, um, you know, yesterday we talked a little bit about guys who were on the trade radar for the Golden Knights. This news blows it all out of it, the water. It really changes a lot. Um, you know, I, but it's hard too because as much as I want to get directly into what we could fit with that cap space. This is a really tough thing for a human being to go through. Yeah, Mark Stone. And, and, and for and for the fan base secondarily because we all he means so much to this team, so much to this community, and to see him have to go through this twice in a year. Yeah, and and have the uncertainty of what am I going to be able to regain form? That's everybody's fear after any injury. You can get a high ankle sprain, and you're just like, I don't know if I'm going to still have the step, but for yeah. something as important as your trunk area, your back. It, it's it's devastating. Yeah, devastating. I, I, I think, and I think you nailed it when you said for the fan base, right? Because aside from being the heart and soul of the team, Mark Stone is the guy, I think, that really gets the fans energized, right? He he brings the juice every night into T-Mobile Arena. Yep. And I think the the, the team, the, the, the players, the people... Hey, the 18,000 that are there on a nightly basis, they really embrace. and they, He's they, a galvanizer. Yes, he, he forces is a, you to your great, feet. That's a great word. He's Thank a you. galvanizing figure, mm-hmm. not only in, in just Las Vegas, but I think across the NHL, because everyone you talk to about Mark Stone, everybody likes Mark Stone. Like, you never hear anybody say anything bad about Mark Stone. Because he's got a workman's game. He's had to earn every piece of ice he's ever had. He was never an anointed one. He's never been the most skilled guy on the ice. He's never been the best skater. He's still not. But he finds a way to get the job done and uh, does it well. And the thing is, his road from juniors to NHL All-Star, it it was a difficult road. Like, Mm -hmm. he's a guy that you root for. Whether If you love this game... He's a guy you root for. Yeah. Because he, he was a late round pick. 
He he worked his way through 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 the minors. He paid his dues to get to wear that C on his sweater. Yep. He paid his dues to become an all-star. He paid his dues to become the face of an NHL franchise. Like there there's a there's a every player in the NHL has a story of how they got there. Yep. Some guys were just unbelievably skilled like Connor McDavid who you just knew was going to be a superstar. Then you have guys like Mark Stone. I think he was a, a sixth round draft pick, right? Those guys aren't supposed a bargain to bargain binner. Those guys aren't supposed to play in the NHL. No, certainly those, not. To those the guys level are he, career of. career AHL players. Yep. Or they go play in Sweden, or there was a time the KHL. But Mark Stone defied that. He defied being the stereotypical sixth round. Oh, we're just going to take this guy because we 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 think he might be able to play in the minors. He defied all of that. Mm -hmm. He beat the odds to get to the NHL. He beat the odds to become an all-star. And and when you see this news about Mark Stone, and and you know, you and I we're we we're in the locker room, we we get to talk to Mark Stone. He's 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 just a a, a very humble, mm -hmm. honest, honest, yes, a very humble, honest, and and he's he's got some personality, like especially when you're not talking hockey, he's yeah. a Big, big sports fan. But what, what what hurts me when I see this news is not so much because, you know, obviously you and I, we, we have a very different perspective. We're not fans of the team. We don't go out there and, and cheer. We, we're not. No, but I'm a fan of his. Yes. And what, what hurts me the most is what's being taken away from Mark Stone. Mm -hmm. The fact that Mark Stone loves this game so much. That he's willing to put his body on the line every single night, play through pain, because like a toxic underbelly of yeah. sports, but specifically hockey. You know, like like everybody knew coming into the season that Mark Stone had a back problem last year. Yep. And Mark Stone still goes to the center of the ice. He's still willing to sit there and take cross checks to the back. Mm -hmm. He's still willing to take that beating, put that on his body every single night. Because he loves this game, and he he's the ultimate competitor. He wants to win more than anybody I think I've ever come across. And it, it doesn't matter if it's a Stanley Cup or if it's a game of, of horse. Right. I get the impression Mark Stone wants to win at every single thing that he gets out there and he competes in. And to see this taken away from him again, it sucks. And it's the opportunity to win. And then it's the everyday process because as someone who's gotten injured a couple of times during my career, and it's a different uh, level, obviously with the pro professional hockey and what's the expectation of you, uh, how, how involved you are. But this is, there's a loss here. There's, there's an absence that kind of seeps into you and you're not really fully integrated with everyone else. Cause you're not traveling. You're not in on the locker rooms where everybody's putting their, their gear on. You're not in the post game scrums. And, and it's just, it becomes very easy to become isolated. And I know that Mark has a great support system. He's got his family down here. And I know that this team knows how to take care of their guys and has a really great facility across the board, be that practice, be that game, to make sure that this team feels as close as it possibly can be. But there's a grieving process that goes through with this. And like I said, this, this nagging absence that I can't do what I usually do. I can't do what I am better at than most people in the world. 
And I have to figure out how to exist as a person away from that. It's it it really forces you to think about your hockey mortality as well. Because the beer, beer leagues come for all of us at one point or another, Chris. They <laughs> yeah. all do. And so, and or I know in my case, just the beer. Yeah, true. But and that has to be a real fear for Mark and his family as well, because it's not like he's twenty four. This is a big time injury. This is the second time it's happened in a year. And as I mentioned earlier, you always wonder. You never know if it's your final shift. And I, and I have every confidence in the world that this is a great doctor, that this has worked out, that they're telling us the truth, all that other stuff. But you have to start m- making those imaginative considerations of what life is going to look like after for Mark Stone and what it's going to look like for this organization. Yeah, and and – you know, we, we're in a, in a unique position because you and I, we, 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 we see what the fans feel. And you and I, we sit next to each other 41 nights a year, yep. preseason included or we not included in that 41. sumo wrestling and I just can't yes, get into yes, it. Yes, yes, yeah. That's, uh, for those who don't know, I'm a big, big sumo wrestling fan. And, yep. and before games, I will watch, uh, when there's a tournament, I'll watch the, uh, the, the, the tournaments on NHK. Uh, up in the press box, Jesse Granger is all he's. He was watching it one night. He's like, I can't believe the size difference of those guys. Yeah. And and I'm telling him who's going to win. But um, you know, you you and I ha- have a unique perspective because we're we're in this position. We get to talk about this, and we 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 get the fan perspective. And yes, you know, we 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 talked about how it's for Mark Stone, but for the fan base, this has got to be a gut punch because yeah. you went through this last year where. The, you, you're your captain, right? You, yeah, the, we're triggered by the trauma because there's so yeah. many similarities. Yes. You're like, is is the same thing happening? We're seeing it all unfold in the same exact way. You know, you you, you had the Pacioretty issues last year with the injuries. You yeah. you had Robin Leonard injured, who's still out, injured, and not going to be back through a lot of pain himself. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I cannot imagine as a goal because I've never played the position. You have, mm-hmm. but I would imagine for a goalie. Having problems with your hips is... It's everything. It's every... Yeah, because, I mean, you're constantly swiveling around and moving. And that moving was just and his hips. Don't forget uh, about shoulder. his shoulder. Yes. So so for the fan base here in Vegas, this news is... is it's a gut punch. Yeah. Because my, my wife is a fan. My wife knows Mark Stone. She likes Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. We watch the games, and he's the face... That she knows because he's he's so fun to watch, and he gets so excited when something big happens. Mm-hmm. When he scores that 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 penalty shot, the way he exuberated every goal, every single goal, yep. the way he celebrates. So for her now, when I go home tonight and tell her Mark Stone's going to be out indefinitely, she's going to be upset, right? You know, and and I can only imagine for for. The people who pay to go to these Golden Knight games, you go out, you buy a Mark Stone jersey, right? Mark Stone is 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 your guy. Mm-hmm. He's the face of your team. You get you get you 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 love to watch him score goals. It's kind of a test of the fandom right now, to be honest. Yeah, because but, but we're coming through, off a year where they don't make the playoffs, first time ever in their existence, has to be a huge disappointment and a little bit of a wake up call for fans. Because let me tell you, like. There's a little bit of spoiledness, and that's okay because we've had a really nice thing and we've been riding it, and you should bet on it, and you should want to be part of that. But now, this team has been struggling. They've been struggling at home specifically, and they're yes. struggling to put the puck in the net, which is the reason why so many casual hockey fans show up besides the fights, right? Yeah. Like, this is why you go. And then you get a news like this. 
And so I, I know a lot of people are going to be really upset and are probably borderline apathetic right now because you just kind of go into this protective shell as a fan. Trust me, I know this because I'm from Minnesota. We never win anything. And there's always hope, but then it's always taken out from under you. But this is where you you truly cut your teeth as a fan and and double down. And I don't mean just go all out. And I, I don't I know that people got to make decisions, especially when it comes to money and stuff like that. But there is still a lot to like about this hockey team. They have a lot of work to do. They have a lot of soul searching to do. Hopefully, they're doing that from under umbrellas wherever they're hanging out or with their kids and and hang and and just getting themselves right. And I'm glad that this news is coming out during this break so these guys have a few days to kind of process that and get themselves mentally prepared for their life after Mark Stone this season. Yeah, and and the the thing is... It's a different team now, chap. It, it's, it's definitely a different team, and hopefully it's not the team that we've seen the last few weeks. Right. That's what I mean. Put a different level of, of onus and accountability. Like, Mark's not coming. The cavalry's not coming. Yes. Gandalf's not going to come save us from the Twin Towers, people. Like, they're not coming. So you have to take that ownership. And that's what Bruce has been, Bruce Cassie has been asking these guys to elicit that accountability on a night-by-night basis. Be that from the top six forwards, bottom six forwards, whatever that role is for you, everybody needs to kick it up a notch. Well, and, and the thing is, right now, it becomes... Jack Eichel's team. It is Jack Eichel's team. Whether he wants that responsibility or not, they're this, gonna look to him. This is his team. Yep. He is the highest paid player on the team. He is the guy who you gave up a king's ransom for. Yep. Especially when you look at the season Alex Tuck is having. You you, you still don't know if Peyton Krebs is gonna hit, but you know, he's playing NHL hockey. Yep. So you gave up two NHL players and a first-round pick this year and I believe a second-round pick next year for for Jack Eichel. So whether or not he's ready for this or he wants this, it's now his team. He is now the face of the franchise because, as you mentioned, the Calvary isn't coming. Mark Stone is not going to come back to save you. Well, they might make a trade, and that that's a different discussion entirely. But in terms of the in-house, guys, get right it done. now on yep. the roster, yep. And there's a different level of ownership because you've been on this team for the entire season. You can't expect a guy to come in and be a savior. Yes, right. Like hypothetically, you yeah. make a move for Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, Ryan O'Reilly becomes a rental. Correct. Because there's no chance in hell you're re-signing Ryan O'Reilly next year without some unbelievable. Correct. And you, it doesn't look good if Ryan O'Reilly comes in and he or whoever, becomes and the leader, and he's the one that's the voice of the locker room all of a sudden. Like, yep. what does that say about the culture? Like you're just talking about with Bernie, right? Yes, exactly. So, yeah, you know, and 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 look, there's it's not just Jack Eichel; it's his no. team. He's now the face of the franchise. Some would argue he already was, but guys, that 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 misfit line, those guys need to look themselves in the mirror now mm-hmm. and say we need to go back to being. Season one misfit line, where mm-hmm. every shift those guys go out there and they look like they're going to score a goal. You forecheck, and when the puck gets to your stick in the in the high danger areas on the ice, you shoot the freaking puck. Yeah, my responsibility, my goal, my shot, my opportunity. I, we, I'm going to take it. We There's talked been to William Carlson when we talked to William Carlson lately. a couple nights ago. Yeah, uh, before they went on their road trip, I think it was against. Uh, I can't remember who they lost to, but but he. He, he talked about he needs to become a shoot guy. He needs yep. he needs to be willing to shoot the puck because sometimes you try to make that extra pass 
and you don't even get a shot off. Correct. And, and sometimes the pass doesn't even get there yes, either because yes. the window has been missed. It's it was closed. the same thing yeah. with Alex Petrangelo when he first got here and he would do a couple extra stick handles as he walked down and then people would get in the shooting lane and they would get blocked out or worse, blocked out and then it's going back the other way. That's where it, it is a mindset shift and it takes a little bit of time, especially with these guys like William Carlson who have been such a two-way center where it, your number usually isn't the one that's called to make the big play. But that's where everybody needs to be online and not on automatic drive. This is manual. This is tough sledding. This is the, this is the biggest challenge probably for this organization in its, since its inception is what they're about to go through yeah. for the next two, three months. This, this I, I, I know it's a different position, and it's a totally different situation. But year one, Marc-Andre Fleury missed 25 games. Yep. That was but, early in the season. But that was only, what, nine, ten games into the season? Yes. And you knew he was going to come back at some point. Correct. And you didn't know what you were yet. You were yes, still, you were still trying to discover your identity. And you didn't have all identity. the sins of your past also on your slate, yes, too. Yes, yeah. So so there, the, the situation is different. But I, 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 I don't know if this team can summon what they were able to summon Right. Year one and rally yeah. around because it's a completely different team. You have completely yeah. different guys outside of the original five that are still here. Is it five or six? Shea Theodore, mm-hmm. McNabb, Braden McNabb, the Misfits, the Misfits. That's Carrier. five, and William Carrier. Six guys. That's it. That's all that remains from that team. Yeah, that so, was a one-time single crop. Yes. So one year. And, and and I do believe there are guys that will step up. I believe William Carrier and Nick Waugh will up their game because that's they're they're, they're fiery competitive guys. Mm-hmm. Keegan Colasar, he's going to still go out there and do his thing. He's going to have to score more goals though, because it's because be you're, great you're, for my preseason prediction for him to get to goals? fifteen goals. You're 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 going to need to listen. There's not one guy in that locker room who can make up. What Mark Stone brings emotionally and leadership-wise. But there are guys who can step up and help reduce the loss production-wise mm-hmm. on the ice. And I'm, I'm specifically looking at the, the third line. Yeah. That, that line will now need to step up. because Brett it, Howden's going to have to get the yeah, wheels going. Yeah. Paul Big Cotter. Time. And he's just coming back from injury. Like, that's not easy either. It's not like yeah. everybody's feeling and then he goes on the bye freaky week. and free. Exactly. Right? So, so, he, so he plays a few a games. Task. So this this team is in a real precarious situation now. Mark Stone, if you're just joining us, he's going to be out indefinitely. Underwent back surgery yesterday. Uh, Lindsay, I, I, it's the, the one thing about this is the word indefinitely. Yeah. The the question will become, is indefinitely a season-ending injury? Is indefinitely right before the playoffs? Is indefinitely two to three months? Or maybe they don't even know what the recovery on this is because... It's nerve-related. you got to wait for things to come back. Exactly. Indefinitely could mean we just don't know. So I think... What it does do is it opens the door now for this team to get creative. And they're going to need to decide. Do they, how much are you going to put down on this team? And is this the how, team? How willing are you to go down? all in? Yeah. You know, Bill Foley said cup in six years. 
I think at this point, given the news we got today, that's a little a little tough. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't know if there's a player that the Golden Knights would be able to acquire that has the capability to help lead this team to a Stanley Cup. You're not I, I don't think you're doing it without Mark Stone. Or just a very, very big shift in the committee that's, yes, yes. that's looking to fill his shoes. But as you mentioned, you can't replace what his skill set brings, what he yeah. does as a personality. 200-foot player. And that's why it's good that they're finding this out during the break. Yeah. So there's a before and an after. There's a clean break. This is a new team with new objectives, new voices in the room. And they've been going through the motions these last few weeks without him anyways, and so it should be good to go. But... What a monumental task and absolutely awful news for a Wednesday. Yeah, I mean it's 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 horrible, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's really no other way to describe it. If you're a fan of this team, yep. And you're you're and this happens sometimes. You're, you're, it's really you may be crappy. driving home from work. Maybe you had a terrible day at work. You know, crappy shift at the at, at the tables, mm-hmm. or or you're you're working at a restaurant and you got people didn't tip you well, and you get in your car and you turn on this show. And you hear me telling you that Mark Stone is out indefinitely. I hope you didn't drive off the road when you heard that news. Like, I hope you're you're not like punching your steering wheel because that's that's the type of of way that this felt. Yeah. Like, it, it it feels like a punch. It feels like you just got punched in the gut. Yep. We've already been through this. Why are we going through this again? Like, that's that's the way the fans have to feel. And the 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 thing is around the league. People are not going to feel sorry for you. No. I, I already not see for it. This organization. I already not for see this it. Fan base. No, people, they're not. People and and they're terrible people, but they're gloating. They're gloating about it. And and the other coming. Oh, just in time for LTIR at the trade deadline. Look, that's that's stupid. That's just dumb. That this team would 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 even consider something so stupid like that. I can't stand when I see that because it, it, it's just stupid. This team is not going to shelve their best player, to try to circumvent the cap. It's just ridiculous. So when I see people, I bite my my fingers because mm-hmm. I want to reply, you're an idiot, but I don't. But when I see that, that that's exactly how I feel. Like, yeah. no, I, I, I want to I wanna be the guy who punches a steering wheel when I see that. But, you know, we do have to take a break. We do. Uh, we do have some good news for you, though, coming up is one-timers. However, right now, we have a pair of tickets to give away to go see the Golden Knights on Sunday, February 12th. That is Super Bowl Sunday. It's a noon puck drop at T-Mobile Arena and is the first game back for the Golden Knights in about three weeks because of the road trip back east, the bye week, and now they open up in Nashville on the 7th. So first opportunity to see the Golden Knights in a, few, in a few weeks out at T-Mobile Arena. So be caller number, uh, what do you say? Six. Six. 702-876-1340. We will be back with one-timers right after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. All right. It is one-timers here on the VGK Insider Show. Chris Chapman, Lindsey Brown with you here. Uh, obviously, tough, tough to move on after the, the Mark Stone news. But yeah. uh, In case you missed our opening segment, Mark Stone is... 
been deemed out indefinitely due to back surgery. So yeah. Not a great time. So hopefully, uh, best wishes, well, best wishes to Mark and hopefully a speedy recovery and uh, he gets back doing the thing he loves probably more more than life itself, you know, getting back out there and skating and playing the game that he loves. But uh, we will move on. Uh, today is Gary Bettman's 30th anniversary uh, as the commissioner of the NHL. Now, the news came Yay. out yesterday that viewership is down big time, almost almost a quarter, almost 25%. 22% it's down uh, from this time last season. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of things that attributed to that decline. I think the Bally Sports News may have something to do with it. Um, you know, but it, it's a tough thing to read when you see that the viewership for this sport is down 22%. Now, I don't know what it looks like in each individual market. I'm sure there are a lot of markets better than others. Like, I would imagine Vegas, for example, has a very high viewership because yep. this seems Pittsburgh to be... Pittsburgh has historically always done really yeah, well. Yeah, big, big sports town, Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, but the news coincides with the anniversary of Gary Bettman being named commissioner 30 years ago. It's not good when you see that. Um, I can't imagine Gary Bettman's looking at that and, and he's thrilled. I don't think he's because, that bothered. Well, he he's may, not bothered by much. He may not be bothered by it, but the people who appointed him commissioner and the 32 owners around this league might be bothered by the fact that a, the viewership is down. Now, it doesn't say attendance is down, which is good. And the gate is the biggest thing in the NHL well, that's in terms it. of revenue. That's it. Because More than any other sport. It's traditionally not been a sport that does exceptionally well in the television viewership. Look, we, we all watch those road games, and we wish we were in the arena because it's such a better sport to watch live yep. than on television. Like It's funny because I, I love baseball, and I would much prefer to go to a baseball game than watch it on television, but I'm I'm the jerk who can sit on his couch or lay on his couch on a Saturday afternoon with some tortilla chips and some dip and a few cervezas and just have it on as background noise as I kind of doze in and out of, of sleep. Yeah. But hockey isn't like that. It's not a sport where you could just turn it on and, and leave it on as background noise. Like You feel like you have to watch it to really understand what's going on. Um, the news isn't good, like we mentioned. What do you think is is the main reason for attendance being down? Attendance or viewership? Or, I'm sorry, viewership being down. Well, I just think it's it's really complicated to try to get games. And if you don't have the ESPN Plus, it's really hard. I really appreciate the ESPN Plus bit because I can watch any hockey team except for this one, which yes. is really annoying because as a millennial and a lot of other people in this country. You don't have cable. Exactly. And so I, for me to watch the Golden Knights on the road, I either have to go somewhere else or I come sit here in studio yeah. and bother Bobby. And so <laughs> I, the hockey... Is, I think he enjoys you being here. I, I think so, too. Hockey has always had an accessibility problem through every shade of that definition. Yeah. And, and this is playing out in terms of, of the TV ratings. And so it could be an anomaly... But it's probably not. And I think there's a lot of ways that the game can do better at selling itself and marketing itself and just being a better product. But, I mean, it's always, let's just keep doing what we've always been doing with this with this guy. And so I'm not the biggest Batman fan. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of, if you're if you're a hockey fan, you can't be. Have you ever met him? No. He, he is a very interesting. I'm sure he's, he's he is. He's very funny. He's a funny guy. Uh, me and Ryan met him uh, year one. Right before the Stanley Cup Finals, and Ryan interviewed him, and we got to talk to him a little bit after. He was he was obviously very busy, but very very funny. 
I, I, I came across, or he came across to me as, as a guy who kind of embraces being the heel. He embraces being the villain. Yeah. Um, you know, a little bit in that Vince McMahon. Well, you're getting paid WWF to do it. You're mold. getting paid to do yes, that. And yes. then take all that heat, just like Roger Goodell does for the NFL. Don't blame yeah. the owners. He's the guy. Yeah. Get him. So I, I think part of it is, as far as the viewership being down, I, I think you, you kind of nailed it, the blackout which yep. is the dumbest thing. It's stupid in football. It's stupid in baseball. Like in Vegas, we have so many teams in Major League Baseball that claim Vegas as a market that if you have the package, like I'm a Mets fan. I can't watch the Mets when they're playing the Dodgers, the Padres, the Diamondbacks, the, I mean, the, the A's, ways, the Angels. But, but yes, it's it's the stupidest thing. Yeah. Um, so I think the blackout is part of it. The fact that it is streaming, and I don't know how how you kind of get those numbers, right? Because the, the streams are obviously, it's very different than, than some of the other sports. Well, and I think the streaming numbers weren't included in this. I think it was just the national televised Yeah, NHL so on TNT. Like, we don't have the full picture. Maybe that's the problem. We never have the full picture. And it so could be that, that and, and I think we'll see a, a pretty fair comparison this year with MLS because they have now moved but to just their... think of what that... What you said. Yeah, with MLS. MLS. Yeah. It's not, we're not supposed to be in the conversation with MLS. No, we're you're supposed, supposed to be, be upper echelon. Yes. Now, I, I also think that marketing is, is, is a bit poor. The fact that. Not everybody the, can be a Natalie Snodgrass, can the, they? <laughs> no, she, and she, she, what a personality on her. Oh, and let me tell you how subdued that was. <laughs> but I think the league has, has a, a, an issue marketing their star players. Like, I see. And and it's it's a local thing, but it's become national. The first time I met Asia Wilson was before she had ever played a WMA game. Yeah. She was the first pick of, of the Aces. And immediately I walked away saying, this girl is going to be a star because she had personality. She just had flair. And she knows her impact. She's cool. Yep. She's very friendly, very approachable. And now, she's on Ruffles. She's on the bags of Ruffles, not just in Las Vegas. She's on the Maya Moore plan, except we're aiming that trajectory just a little bit higher. Yes, yeah, so... At least in terms of marketing. The, the fact that Asia Wilson, who is a WNBA, maybe the best player in the WNBA, right? Two-time MVP. Mm-hmm. She's on Ruffles bags all over the country. I can't tell you the last time I saw an NHL player on anything... In the grocery store. Right. Exactly. You have... There are lots of ways that this game can get better. Yes. Some of it has to do with Gary. Some of it has to do with the players themselves. Well, and, and I think the players, I don't think they care about the viewership. They should because their next contracts and, and the CBA will depend on some of these things. I think the players need to show a little more personality. Right? Well, like that means not, you have to develop. You have to stop beating the personality well, of the players it. on the way up. Not, not every player can and not be, be so protective sometimes. Not the every player let them go can out be to range a little bit. Not every player can be Ryan Reeves. No. Not every player can be Mark Andre Fleury. No. But at some point, you have to have a superstar who is that player personality-wise, so you can market them away from the the, the general hockey fan. Yep. Like. The, the 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 guy in Texas who doesn't watch the NHL has no idea who Connor McDavid is. I guarantee you, he knows who Kevin but he Durant knows who is. Jason Robertson yeah. is that for damn well, sure. Yes. So 
The NHL, I think they got to get better at marketing their stars. And I think the players need to show a little more personality as well. But moving on. The other day, when Bo Horvat was traded from Vancouver to the Islanders, Alan Walsh, super agent, former agent that is, or an agent that is well known to the VGK fans. Yes. Came from his Twitter account. So he tweeted out this, and I wanted to get your thoughts. As I've said many times, one of the many malignant flaws to Gary's beloved triple cap, hard cap system is it forces teams to trade star players due to lack of cap space. They would never contemplate trading if there were a soft cap with luxury tax and meaningful revenue sharing. What are your thoughts? I mean, it's it's a good point. And we've seen in the last couple of years, especially with the flat cap as a result of the pandemic, just how boring the business part of the of this sport can be if there's not enough wiggle room for enough teams to make some big changes. And so that's why you can kind of talk out of both sides of your mouth where you have to trade big stars because you can't sign them long term, like you said to Bo Horvat. But then you, if you make a bad deal, you really have to live with it. I think that's what you and I were discussing yeah, yesterday like, in terms like, of like, if you don't do your job correctly, if you don't... Uh, Scout these guys well. If you don't know what you're getting, you should be living with the consequences of your decisions and actions, right? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But you but know, then there, it takes away from the product overall. There's the there's the other aspect of this though, because the Vancouver Canucks two seasons ago made a trade in which they acquired Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland. Now Connor Garland is fine, but OEL's Mighty contract in front of the net that one. Yes fight with Jonathan Marshall so. Yeah. But his contract, Connor Garland's is is not huge. It's it's about five million dollars, still under contract for another three, four seasons. But Oliver Ekman Larson's contract might go down as one of the worst contracts in NHL history. It's bad, but at least it's not JT Miller's deal. Well, and that's it. The Canucks chose or, or you JT Miller for Tyler Toffoli and then let him walk for nothing. <laughs> yes. Why they, did you let him leave? They traded or, or oh. when it came to making a decision between Bo Horvat and JT Miller, they chose JT Miller. This isn't a hard cap, soft cap issue. No. It's a team mismanagement issue Correct. in Vancouver. It's them making bad decisions and they should live with them. And it it came back to bite them. Yep. So, but it also is crappy that you don't have as robust of a hockey market like Vancouver in a successful place right now. But that everybody's got to be on the bottom part of the of the totem pole. Yeah. Like everybody has to take their shot. Yeah, I, I I'm so. on board with I'm on board with that. But I, I I think the the negative to a soft cap is you turn the NHL into Major League Baseball. In which you yeah. have teams that draft well, and the Canucks have have done a very good job of drafting. You just look at some of the players on their team and, and how they've come through. Elias Pettersson, I mean, Quinn really Hughes. I mean, are they? Well, well, but but these guys have been good players, and they they have the potential to still be good players. I I think the situation in Vancouver is a, a disaster. Yep. But they they've drafted well. What you yeah, do a new is Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo, a good example, yeah. right? Look at the players that they've drafted. Tage Thompson. I'm sorry, they didn't draft him, but they, no, they he, traded, he, for him. traded for him. But they they've got good young players. If you have a situation with the soft cap, you have a situation like Major League Baseball where the Kansas City Royals, 
your Minnesota Twins, the the Oakland A's, the Seattle Mariners, the San Diego Padres in years past. They're farm teams for the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers. I don't want to see that in this sport. I want to go into a season where the Ottawa Senators have the potential to win a Stanley Cup. But I wonder if you change the salary cap if that would disrupt the revenue sharing because isn't that a unique model? And so you don't have teams that are hoarding wealth like the Yankees and them have the ability to. Well, and the TV contracts, of right. course, the and Yankees so have their own network, and it would have they would have to basically individualize a lot of these teams. They would have to get rid of that revenue sharing for that to happen. Yeah, and, so I, and I said way. I said I was going to do this, uh, and I haven't done it yet. But the New York Mets, my baseball team. They have the highest salary in Major League Baseball. Yeah. It is $470 million this upcoming season. I don't know how many teams in the NHL you would have to add to get to $470 million. But if you take the bottom 10 teams, maybe you're, you're, you're in that ballpark. I don't know. Yeah. But it's absurd to me. We just saw the NFL. They raised their salary cap $17 million this year. That's more in one year. That's more than what the highest paid player in the NHL makes. Correct. So there there are some some flaws to a soft cap. Uh, that's going to do it for one timers on Wednesday, February on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Hello, Lindsay. Hi. You know, it's it's weird because this is now the third day we've done the show together. And for some reason, I, I feel like maybe I shouldn't do Catching Up with Chapman. Like, it Because seems... you've had the first two hours and it's not you're not just reserved for this one little sliver of time. Yeah, yeah. I, I it, It's a bit strange, but... I want to pass along this note. Uh, Gary Lawless, you guys all know Gary. He tweeted out that this, the doctor who performed the surgery on Mark Stone is the same doctor who performed uh, the Jack. on Jack Eichel last year. So um, there's some fam- familiarity there with the team and the doctors. So, good results so far. Yes, yeah, we've gotten good Every results, case right? Is different, but yeah, you know. but uh, so I, I, I was thinking about this, and I'll, I'll just add a little more to to this situation. Uh, but with with Jack Eichel, right, like. We, we we said he needs to be he needs to be the guy to step up and lead this team now. Yep. I feel like this is an opportunity for Jack because, like Bernie said, his his neighbor is a Sabres fan and he he was not a fan of Jack Eichel. You read Twitter, especially out of Western New York, it's not kind to Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel goes back to Buffalo. He gets booed. I feel and like he has the. Arguably one of the best games of his career, best yes. periods of his career. And I feel like for Jack Eichel, this is an opportunity to shut people up. 100%. Right? 100,000. He, he has a real opportunity to silence the haters, to shut up the doubters. He has an opportunity to put a pretty good team on his back because I know a lot of people say, well, he didn't carry Buffalo. Well, they stunk. He was playing with nothing. He didn't have a lot of good players in Buffalo with him. There's an opportunity here for Jack Eichel to silence the critics once and for all, put this team on his back, and lead them to the playoffs and and maybe beyond. Like, I think if Eichel can, can step up here and lead this team, 
it'll it'll go a long way as far as shutting up the haters. There's yeah. always going to be haters, but there's haters who understand and can appreciate when you do something good. Hopefully, this is that opportunity. Uh, Wednesday, down. Two more days left of the Chapman and, and Lindsey Brown show. Want to give a shout-out to Natalie Snodgrass for jumping on with us. Bernie Fratto. And uh, we'll try to get some more locals tomorrow on the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hasta luego, everybody.